Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the indigo angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you. Back for another episode of Roach Coach, building this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we're here. I, 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 I'll be honest, we're here this morning. It's an early morning recording for us here at the coach. That's right. Because we had to get up at the crack of dawn. Because we had to talk about the boys in Broham and their album, Le Coq Sportif. We talk about this record. Couple things want to clear up just off the top. My voice sounds a little ragged. That's because your boy flew too close to the sun last night. But I'm here and I'm ready to do this thing. Second, mm-hmm. Jenny, we got we were doing this album because we got some feedback that we had maybe flew too close to the new sun ourselves on this show. A little too much new new. We need to get well, back to those obscure boys. That's true. That's true. We did receive an email that said, why are you doing all these new albums when you haven't even finished the old ones yet? Including this obscure record named this one specifically. And, you know, feedback's a gift. You are heard. You are seen. And I have to be honest with you. (laughs) This record... We listen to you, and sometimes feedback hurts. Um, and you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. Yes, we'll see absolutely. what happens. Absolutely, we will see what happens. Um, receiving feedback, we are always open to it. As I was telling you guys right before we started recording last night, someone last night, a good friend of mine, she was a little bit in the cups. She came up to me and she was like, "When are you gonna do Hollywood Undead?" I was like, "My gosh, here's the physical push." literal push in real life so this was yeah that was like that email but in but in but in flesh um lots so of feedback okay, lots of feedback people all over all over people, people want to know they want to know um so let's just dive into this one we're gonna dive right into this record um jenny when did this album come out this album was released on may 30th 2000 may 30th 2000 is the thick of it very much so. Very much in the thick of it. Uh, Jenny, any history with Broham? No, none whatsoever. How about you? No history with this band. None. I had never heard of them until we had been told about them for the show. Matt. Well, the only the only reference to that name is in the Cadillac Brome. Um. Because Cadillac had a brome, but I always pronounced it broham. So now we have, how is this actually said? Because uh, there was a song called B Girls, and B stands for Bronco Benz B and W bass. I don't know. I'm old, so that was a that was a hit song uh, in those early rap days. And the last part of it was like bars on a Cadillac brome. Which was like the t- type of hubcap, I believe, that they or wheel treatment that they would put on a Cadillac Brome. Mm. But this Brome, I have no idea about. But Lecoq Sportif was uh, what a great fashion brand. 
I didn't even know that. Yeah, so. Lecoq Sportif is a French fashion wear brand, but instead of Coq, C-O-C-K, that they spell here is C-O-Q. And it is the athletic rooster. A lot to think about. A lot already. Already. We haven't even started talking about the album art yet. Or <laughs> who the fuck is in this little this little baby? These little uh, baby boys. Uh, who's in this little baby? Yeah. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, who's in this baby? Who's in this baby? <laughs> well, this little baby is made up of Luke Oson and Jason Slater from Third Eye Blind. And uh, Snake River Conspiracy. Indeed. What? And, uh, yes. Yes, Matt. And when I was doing the research for this, so um, Jenny and I, as everyone knows, if you're a first-time listener, um, what an episode to start with. Uh, the uh, Jenny and I spend a couple weeks listening to this album and absorbing... The, the sounds the music the lyrics and digging in and and i it's a bit of a spoiler but these songs are about a lot of the things that they would say is the uh is like uh the rock and roll temptations we're talking the drinky drink oh we're talking the smoky smoke <laughs> and we're also talking the lady ladies oh mm. the druggy drugs Mm. Uh, Matt, we're talking about the druggy drugs. Yes. Oh um, I, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, I mean, I feel like I kind of lived Broham last night, and I was like, oh, what album am I doing? Oh, okay. That's where I guess <laughs> wow. where I am right now. Yeah. You manifested and it. You I manifested d- it. I might have. I might have. Wow. I went. I went to a place called the Wiggle Room. So yeah. <laughs> yeah oh I my might god. Have. No. Wow. <laughs> Wow, uh, wow, wow. Uh, my oh, no. my skeleton just left my body. <laughs> you know what I did last night? What? I went to bed at like 10 o'clock <laughs> and I woke up at quarter to six this morning with a small baby and I continued on my rewatch of Downton Abbey. <laughs> that first season is impeccable. It kind of goes. That's what I'm in. I'm like, of course I was into this. This fucking rules. Yeah, that first season's pretty untouchable. This everything past the first season kind of gets a little, huh? They're just yeah. they're just making you know the plot armor gets a little too thick. True. Mm-hmm. I I'm just I guess all of this is to say that listening to Broham, Broham, Brom, whatever it's called may manifest differently for different people. So if you're using this to bring on a life of lady ladies, drinky drinkies, druggy druggy druggies, you got to meet destiny halfway. I didn't heed the call. (laughs) We'll say. (laughs) And so looking up the band, um, I did, uh, and I was texting you, Jenny, throughout the week. I was like, these lyrics, these stories, you know, which we will dive into. I was like, some of this stuff, I mean... How much of this is, as we say in the show, the real motherfucking deal? And how much of this is exaggeration? Is a little bit of puffed up legend making? How much of this can I say, Broham really about that life? Or do they just take some pictures and make some songs? And then looking up um, what's going on with the guys in the band, I learned sadly the jason slater passed away hmm. in 2020 at the end of 2020 of liver failure and in reading the tributes and the obits 
this man lived that life from the first day to the last day. This guy was living the truth. Rock and roll. He was doing it. And once I read that and I saw an interview with him, then it done obviously before he passed, and I was like, okay, yep, these songs are, these songs have a little bit more truth to them than I may have initially thought. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a credit, but yeah, it was definitely something interesting to find. Uh, Jenny, who's, uh, who's our producer on this record? The producer on this album that we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Well, we got a couple. We got Joe Barisi and David Kahn or? Yeah. Kane? Yeah. David okay. Kahn. Yeah. David Kahn, famed rock and roll producer. Really? Famed. He's got a Grammy for album of the year for producing MTV Unplugged Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of this man. Oh, let me hit you Shows with you. Let me, hit let me, me. Hit, hit you guys, dude. You got some with this resume, Tony facts. <laughs> I got, I got some David facts. Paul McCartney. Fish heard bone. of him. Heard of him. Sublime. Heard of him. The Strokes. Heard of him. Sugar Ray. Heard of him. The Bangles. Heard of him. Stevie Nicks. No, or personally. New Order. Sure. Kelly Clarkson. Good. Since she's been gone. Lana Del Rey. It's very sad. She's sleeping over there. She's just (laughs) out cold. Regina Spector. Going somewhere. (laughs) And looking through this, since he works with all these bands also, he's working in film. He's producing some soundtracks. And this was most interesting. He wrote and produced the soundtrack to Bloom, a 2003 film written and directed by Sean Walsh based on James Joyce's Ulysses. And he also scored the Armstrong Lie, the film about Lance Armstrong. And in 2015, he was working on setting a chapter of James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake to music. For the Waywards and Mean Signs project. Also, he is the designer of Fishbone's logo. What? Which, which he created with Mac Paint on an early model Apple Macintosh 128K. I feel like we, I know we've done David Kahn before on this show. He's produced some other records. Um, we've never talked about him. He is, yeah, he is uh, a legend in the industry. He also wow. did make. Help make a not great Strokes album. It happens. It happens. And he helped make this album too. He helped make this record. Yeah. Um. You've got yeah. And Which then, is not uh, a good Strokes record. I can tell you that. This is not no, from the jump. Not, this Brom. This Brom album I'm, is not. I want to get in front of this. I'll tell you something. There are some Strokes mentioned. On this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't uh, wait. Uh, I, I will say, so um, we mentioned that, yeah, so he was, uh, Jason Slater, going back to Jason Slater, was the original, was the original bassist in Third Eye Blind? Is that That's correct? That's right. Yep. And um, he was in it, I guess he was in the band till right before they got their, their, uh, their label deal. He rolled out. And in the interview I watched with him, uh, the guy interviewing him said, I was 
you know, I was working for the label and got your got your old Third Eye Blind demo that you played on, and the guy and he was like, "Oh man, that's like so crazy." And then they started talking guitars, and I was out of my depth. Let's uh, let's talk about this album art. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got a hot, hot, hot devil lady. Oh, she's on. She's mm. spread eagle, holding her little triton. Wearing a bikini, looking naughty. Uh, she's got one of those little—I don't know what it is—chokers, other choker thingies. I think Lauren, this would be a great time for you to wonder if this has to do with the subdom relationship. I'm feeling like it might. We've got we've got the choker action going on there. These are these look like she's got these boots on, laced all the way up, red leather boots. Um, gotta believe there's something going on. But then if you open up the liner notes, you know, when, when you get a CD back in the day and you fight that plastic and that sticker off the top, and then you open it up, that first image that meets you on the other side of the CD can be very defining. Uh, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was Nirvana Nevermind. And anybody who bought that album on CD knows when you pop that baby open, the first image you see is a blurry photo of the band and Kurt Cobain giving you a middle finger. Defining. Really lets you know what you're in for with the boys over in Nirvana. So when you open up the Broham CD, which has this uh, hottie on the front dressed as a devil, and you open it up and you get this picture of said hottie uh, licking another hottie's boobies, said well there we have it defining image we know what we're in for here yeah the um and there's uh on the back you have um the brunette hottie with a blonde hottie and then jason and luke sitting on it looks to be a very or what what's this uh do we know what this pattern is called that's on the wallpaper here oh i I feel like it has a name I would uh, say this is vampire pattern. Oh, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yes. It looks like they're, they're, they might be getting up to some wild stuff. So uh, the two ladies um, on this, the lady on the front cover and the two ladies on the back are porn stars by the name of Raylene and Dasha. And I would be a liar if I said I did not know who Raylene was. <laughs> Uh, good to know yeah good i to went, know. went to college in the early 2000s i was aware of this woman yeah so you've got really setting a tone with the whole look here i, I will say the 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 way that the guys are dressed i'm getting big mechanic and or weekend mailman vibes from these um from these outfits i uh, yeah i mean this is very very of the time definitely very of the time. D- Dickies, um, yeah. Dicky shorts, mm-hmm. uh, work shirts. Yeah, this is this is coming out of that sweet BC ethic era of the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have so yeah, I do have a physical copy of this album. I don't know when I got it. It has no price tag on it. I didn't write it down. Just it it magicked into my collection at some point. There and you now go. I, now I own it. Oh, I own it forever. All right. Um, well, 
You want to listen to this bitch? Yes, I do. Yeah, let's fucking listen to this bitch. Yes. Okay. Oh, the first song is called "Don't Speak English." officially broham now from their own mouths from their own i couldn't remember why i thought it was broham and now i do (laughs) because they said it yeah i mean right away i don't speak english my name is mo i gave up on acid and i can't stand blow uh right away we know that we're in for it things are gonna get wild and um i listened to this album three different ways i listened to this album in my car mm. i listened to this album over my stereo over oh. and i also did a headphone listen and i want to say that if you listen to this album in a car you will regret it you will say what am i doing this is not an album for a car because it does feel like you are traveling with someone who is saying to you I don't do acid. I don't do blow. Get off of this exit. That's what it feels like. Mm. So that you you are you have befriended a hobo. Yes, a hobo's in your car, and they have opinions on things, and you you're just like, I need to get away from this person. I can't explain it, but listening to it over a stereo, wafting through the room, I was like, oh, that's what this album was made for. This album was made. To be played at a party, at a backyard barbecue, where you can just catch snippets and just catch a get a bit of a groove. But if you are driving and all you can do is listen and drive, I don't recommend it. It's not made for that. It's not made for the car rides. Uh, as I discussed in the previous episode, I currently cannot take my normal notes as I have a broken thumb. So I had to resort to other options, which was very weird. Um, and so the only notes I have are bros being bros definitely new. Jenny. Yeah, this felt pretty new to me. I was surprised that I'd never heard this before, given what I was into around this time. And But yeah, it felt very, very much of a time. Gave me a little Methods of Mayhem. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know if I'm being influenced because I am watching Pam and Tommy. Uh, so perhaps I just had Mr. Lee on the mind. But yeah, gave mm. me a little little methods there. Matt, what do you think? 
You know, um, it definitely feels new AF. I mean, their mission statement song right out the jump. I don't exactly decipher the don't speak English aspect of it. Feel like he's trying to tell us, but maybe it's because he doesn't speak English. I can't understand it as an English speaker. Matt, I think what it is is that he's talking, when you're dealing with Broham, you're dealing with another language of existence mm. and maybe another language of party. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Listen to this chorus. I don't speak English. You know what I'm saying? You hate the wit, the weight. You hate and still, and I still take bong hits and that's Broham, Palo Alto bitch, fucking up your program. Mm. I mean, there it is. It's a statement of purpose. It's like this guy's talking uh, in 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 a, in a language I can't decipher because I'm just not cool enough to get there. I'm just not there. And uh, you know, we we failed to mention Jenny. This album's got some genre tags. Oh, it sure sure does. So this album genre tags are rap rock, rap metal, hip hop, and new metal. That's a that's a real uh, real stew of us right there with that <laughs> tag list, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, and you know we'll, we'll we'll dig a little more I think into the history of the band, but um, let's just keep going through these songs. Let's just keep doing it. All right, up next we've got seventh grade. Is there more that's going to happen? <laughs> more? Wait, Matt. What more could you want? What more do you need? Uh, Matt. I don't know. I mean, for one, I mean, I'm sure these lyrics are hitting you where you're like, yes. Yeah, where I live. Right where you live, because you're thinking same seventh grade. Same, same seventh, seventh grade. grade, yeah. Think this about was the first, sex this- all day. This was the first song I heard where I sent the text to Jenny, and I was like, uh, is this really indicative of seventh grade? Isn't this more of like a ninth grade, tenth grade shenanigan situation? Mm-hmm. And Jenny, you said, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I obviously was <laughs> truly going in. Yeah, Jenny crushing it. Just oh, crushing it. I mean... Yeah. I mean. Was I living this life in seventh grade? No. You know, I asked Sweet Mitchell. I was like, is this the life you were living? He said, no. A lot of uncontrollable boners <laughs> at inopportune times, but that, that's about it. That is, yeah. That, yeah, yeah being, that, being totally weird about my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's seventh grade. That feels right. 
Yeah, that was what really kind of threw me because he's I, immediately he's, I see seventh grade and I'm like, what? I see that as a song title and I think what aspect of seventh grade? Because in a lot of ways, seventh grade is the worst grade because it's seventh. the smack. It's the yeah. it's in the middle of middle school, which is the worst. Well, seventh grade for me was my first year of junior high. Mm, it was 1992, okay. and I remember the first day of seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And every girl had mall bangs, like hard mall bangs, mm. like barrel bangs. Yeah, the, those. Oh yes, mm. those haunt okay. me. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. don't know why, but honestly, it was like every girl oh. had. Mm-hmm. I had those bangs until two thousand two, Matt. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. You're right. Not an exaggeration. I've seen the photos. Um, no, it's funny to think. Yeah, when I was in seventh grade, yeah, the thing I yeah distinctly remember was that there was definitely this sense of like suddenly girls were yeah girls were hot now. It was weird. Like everything, there was a shift. Everyone's wardrobe shifted in this way. And I remember I was like, and I was like not ready for that. Like, I was just like, wait, are we, we have to dress quote unquote cool now, uh, but I want to wear like this shirt that has like the X-Men on it. It's like, no, you can't do that anymore. I'm like, what do you mean I can't do that anymore? You yeah, dude. That anymore. No, no, you can't you do that anymore. You simply cannot. You cannot. And, um, and, and as you said, Matt, yeah, also, yeah. And as, as, as Sweet Mitchell also said, yes, the unexpected boners of life, you know, I mean, also like learning that you need to wear deodorant all the time yeah your body is at war with you but if you were in broham you are already dealing with broken hearts on the mend wow only thinking about getting laid that one's very surprising because i don't know what does what in sixth and seventh grade i don't know i don't know what i don't even know how that would happen i feel like that's like saying like i'm like uh uh, all I think about is getting late. All I'm thinking about is flying a space shuttle. I don't know how it would even start. I don't even know. How, how do we even get there? Yeah. Think about do, getting late and doing taxes. Like, huh? What? You're, I was like, come on. Out of, but I'm not saying. Ta- I'm not saying that there Listen. aren't people in seventh grade that have had it. The sex. Oh. I, listen, but they I, shouldn't. <laughs> I remember I this this I was sitting there and I was like, like was anyone was there anyone who was like braggadocious <laughs> talking about that? And I do remember a guy, his name was Bobby. Of course, he was he, he was a, he was an asshole. And I remember once him sitting in class, and he was leaned back in his chair in that way they tell you to not lean back because then it'll flip and fall on the ground. Hmm. And he said to this other guy, real casual, "Well, you know, you gotta have a condom with lube." And the other guy's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah." Otherwise, it's like sandpaper. And I was like, "What the fuck is this guy talking okay. about?" Now, now, I mean, I mean, when you hear a twelve-year-old say that, you're like, "Right, this is sage life advice." You're um, like that dude fucks. Right. That dude that, fucks. That child he fucks. <laughs> yeah. That guy is completely clueless. 
I have to I mean, say, mm-hmm. I did know somebody who was like very braggadocious about having sex at that age. And he said his girlfriend was this like name that I thought like could not be a real person's name. He's like, oh, I had sex with my girlfriend, this name. And I was like, Justin, that is not a person's name. What a terrible lie. Several years later, I met a person with this name. And I was like, do you know this person? And she said, yeah, he was my boyfriend. And it was true. And she turned out to be one of my closest lifelong friends. (laughs) So maybe Broham wasn't so far. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying we don't have the same shared experience. No, I had Beanie Babies, I think. (laughs) I was getting some rare beanies listening to Limp Bizkit. It's not... That's like the anti-sex everything, I think. No, yeah. Seventh grade for me, I was like, tell me more about this Alice in Chains album, Dirt. What are they singing about? This sounds dark. Uh, yeah, I mean, in these lyrics going further, I mean, they're talking about, they, they, they make a jump to eighth grade. And it says, in French braids, smoking brown dank. Mm. Obviously, I knew exactly what they're talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mr. 420 over there? I am, listen, all my clocks are set, they're all set to 420, they never change, and I'm late to everything. And they were like, (laughs) people say to me, Lauren, why do you do this? And I was just like, Commander Puff Puff Pass over there? Listen, of the USS, smoke them if you got them. I am reporting for duty. I am The stickiest of the icky. Oh, man, if this icky ain't sticky, then... It better get out here, get out of here, quickly. Can I just uh, uh, can I just say I hate this song and I don't want to ever hear it again? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. the thing about this song. It's fucking terrible. It's bad song. <laughs> I the time yeah. I have to listen to albums lately is in the morning at like six o'clock. Right, it's like all the time I have. So I've been listening to these albums really early in the morning. And this morning I was giving it one final listen before we came in here. And I thought, if Mitch came downstairs right now and heard me listening to this, I would be fucking humiliated. (laughs) And then I felt bad for making Sophie listen to it. Like, I hope she doesn't remember this. This song fucking sucks. Oh, it's bad. This was, yeah. But this song was like, on like the people who had anything nice to say about this, they were like, Hey, seventh grade, not bad. <laughs> so I don't even know what's I, up, what's down. I, I mean, do we want it? Let's talk about it very quickly. This album was reviewed in three places. It was reviewed on All Music, who gave it four out of five stars. It was reviewed on Hip Online, who gave it what is this? Six and a half. So oh, six point five out of ten stars. I said to hover over it, and it was also reviewed. This blew me away. It was reviewed by the dean of American rock critics, Robert Kreisgau. Wow! Wow! Uh, Jenny, would you like to read Robert's review if you've got yeah. the time? If you've got the time, oh, read the whole thing. I think I can make the time. This is what our boy had to say. LFO, Jizz's Biscuit, Beck Goes Pop. Notable tracks, Don't Speak English, Bong Hits, Two Stars. 
Wow. I don't know what any of it means. I don't know if two stars is good or bad. You never know with Robert, but there you have it. So once again, thank you for your service. And uh, one, I'll mention one other lyric, and then we'll go to the next song. The, uh, the line near the end of the song uh, is, um, if assholes could fly, this place would be an airport. There it is. Wowie, wowie, wowie. Oh, you mean seventh grade? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, people are assholes in seventh grade. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. That. It's- Oh. Is a fact. That's yeah, a that fact. comes from everybody having weird bodies and uh, hormones that are all over the place. Yeah. True enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are okay. we ready for the next song? Let's go. Here we go. Main chick. Smell like chlorine. She just got out the pool. Pushed up on Princess. Rather affectionate. She noticed my intention. Grabbed my hand and redirected it. A firm handshake. Vibrate like an earthquake. A Taurus in the worst way. Asking me my birthday. But I play games too. Like any other sucker. Check my angle. Don't your little cousin know my uncle? Other way around. I know your three sisters. Now on common ground. There's no way I could resist her. But she was southbound. And I was heading north. So we caught our separate trains after hugging only torso. And she didn't feel was hella cool about it knowing then and there i was finna knock the bottom out it i don't want to wait in vain but i'm patient doing what it takes to make them my main chick she didn't feel crowded because i was hella cool about it knowing then and there i was finna knock the bottom all right i'm i'm pulling it down i'm pulling it down jenny i want to start with you and uh just talk about you know in your experience in life is there no greater compliment than when a man says to you i would like for you to be my main chick I mean, that's how Mitch caught me. There you yeah, go. There it that's it. He hey. cast his lure and he got her in. Look, here's all I'm saying. Okay, Matt. I'm just going to bang a lot of chicks. But if I had a preference of chicks to bang, you're number one. You cool with that? You're my main chick. You know what's up. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. When I first heard this song and I saw the song title and I was sort of just catching words, I was like, oh, this is uh, this is a guy. Maybe this is some sort of like, you know, um, ode, ode to the to the main lady. But, you know, but he's still got a roam. But when you read the lyrics, which are largely not online, unless were you able to find them online, Jenny, because I had to basically resort to the tiny font in these. No, I was not able to find them, but I felt like I got the gist. Uh, yes. I was Uh, like, I didn't look too hard. I'll be honest. Yeah. And, um, and what I found is that this is a song about a guy who is all about a lady. And every time he sees her, he goes up to her and he's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make a move. And this woman is redirecting hands, redirecting mouths. This is, this is a situation of just... Yeah, literally, and the person goes, she's noticed my intention, grabbed my hand, and redirected it. A firm handshake, vibrate like an earthquake. That is, honestly, kind of a poetic description of uh, getting pushed right down and getting rejected. 
Mm. Uh, but also, my man, where was that hand going? Where was that hand going? Where were you going with that? Um, and uh, yeah, he, he the the entire song is about how you know he's gonna keep trying. He's gonna keep trying to do his level best. Uh, you know, to you know, make her his main chick. But the as you said to me in a text, Jenny, it's simple science <laughs> that the concept of a main chick then leads to a scientist to discern that there are other chicks. Correct. Yes, it implies the existence. <laughs> yes. The implied if this existence. is true, this is also true. Exactly, right. yes. So if there's a main chick, there are other chicks. And listen, we all know chicks, guys. Chicks, and man. Chicks, man. And mm-hmm. chicks are not thrilled if there's other chicks. I mean, no. unless no. that's your agreement. All I know is that everyone I've ever met who's like, yeah, we've got an open thing or we polyamorous or something like that. It never seems to work. I believe that maybe there's like a couple out there that work, but I've yet to meet anybody in real life who's like, we made it work. I mean, it's usually it's- one person who's super into it and another person who's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's uh that that does seem to be the thing you know i, I feel like uh somebody will post a thing like just want everybody to know uh me and kyle we're in an open thing and i just want you to all know it's it's all cool and if you see a pic i'm just excited about my girlfriend it's like does kyle have a boyfriend does kyle have a girlfriend or is this just you're just figuring out some shit and decided you needed to do it in a public venue. I don't know. I'm, I mean, people I think are on their a own lot, journey. People are on their own I, journey. I believe that. Yes, I think a lot of people probably have their own arrangements that maybe we don't hear a ton about that are working out just fine. Yeah, everyone's got to find their own flow. Hey, yeah, you know, the, I say it all the time. The only, <laughs> yes, Matt. <laughs> yes, what do you say? Uh, I say it all the time. The only relationship you need to understand is your own, and everybody else's is their own. And you don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. like that's it. Yeah, I just I, it always. And also, this you know, song sucks. No, and I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know true. what's happening right now. Well, I did find out that the wallpaper paper pattern is called Damask. Oh. Damask. It's a mask. Right. It is a classic that's right. red and black Damask pattern. Damask, mm-hmm. aka vampire prince, That's right. <laughs> aka queen of the damned. Let's watch it soon. There Let's we watch go. It again. Let's, Let's do a watch live it stream of us watching it. Let's watch yeah. the queen. Just of us watching it like up close, not talking. Correct. Now. Just like yeah, uh, yeah. Just like anytime somebody like tries to say something, everyone goes sh- shushes them. Just a three box of us that's viewable of us watching yeah. it, but nothing, mm-hmm. no other commentary. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good idea. I gotta pee. All right. Cool. (laughs) All right. I know we don't want to keep going in this record, but we must. We gotta. We simply must. Up next is Hubba Rock. Your motor mouth is whack, I wanna stuff it with socks I hold a boulder in my grip, your girl's on my jack My name ain't important in the morning, I'm going Off that warm hall, liquor and dry French toast Homeboys on the floor, 
he smoked it all. Put his sister on the track so we can smoke some more. She's only 14, prima donna porn queen. Flashing on the ab, one the broad torn jeans of Mark. And his money will part in a hurry. Don't start to act worried, act smart and get dirty. Say your TV, your drum kit, your four track, your VCR. Pick your mom's purse and steal your pop's car. Swear off the stuff, get your life together. Cut your hair, take a bath, put on a cable net sweater. You better free base before you freestyle rhyme. Cause true playboys rock ropes and snort lines. What is happening? Yeah, I thought this one might kill you, Matt. Oh. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> like, yeah, Matt. Oh, my God. What? What? Listen, I think it's important that we also know the context in which this album was created. Is that Jason mm-hmm. Slater was, you know, in the industry. You know, he's, he's in Third Eye Blind. He's basically making his way. And he's just creating projects. Just trying to find something that is going to be the thing and when you're doing that and you've got the resources of the late 90s record industry behind you you can do things you know he had he he was he was doing um sneaker conspiracy and then he hooked up with his old friend luke and he was like let's make some songs let's do it up and he had this relationship with david and i can tell you reading through the remembrances uh after luke passed away he it seems like he was a beloved behind the scenes guy in the industry people like working with him people like doing stuff with him and by all accounts he's a party man so you know this record comes to be because a couple of friends are like let's do it let's just make this happen Let's make this record and have a fun time. The songs are bad, but they had a good time making them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hubba Rock. I. What? It, what? On earth? What? Hubba, I mean, lyric. Hubba Rock. Hubba Rock. Hubba 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 Rock. Yeah. That's. Hey man, here's hey man, uh, hey man. We're four songs into this album, and I can tell you what: if this hit you at the right age, you're gonna love it. You know, if this hit you in seventh grade, you're gonna be like, "These guys know something I don't." I would have loved this. Yeah, in seventh grade, forty-four-year-old me hearing this for the first time, I am now old man. I am like, why, why? Why? Because I will tell you what, you draw a line back 11 years and I get two shorts. Life is too short, which is what this seems to be mirroring itself after. Classic. Stone Cold classic. Stone Cold classic. Yeah. Um, going through the lyrics, it seems to be built around some sort of narrative of being in what sounds like a flop house um, with... Um, you know, people smoking crack rocks, um, people having a breakfast of warm malt liquor and dry French toast. Yowza. Um, there's also talking about, uh, yeah, there's a mention of a, of a, like a young woman who's like, it sounds like the insinuation is she might be like a prostitute or something like that. But also like they've, they've got these, this low means, but they're, they're, they've got the, what, it, what is needed to make a hot track 
Um, and uh, there's also talking about passing off the dank, and um, which I immediately knew what was going on there. Of course. Um, you know, and uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it was an, it was a lifestyle in which I am uh, not familiar, but I get it. And uh, yeah, but but most importantly is that the song is not good, and I did not enjoy listening to it. <laughs> well, up next we got the single. The single and the okay. single. All there right. was a video for this, so let's see. Maybe we'll change our minds. It's called "Murked Out." It won't be long till you hear me speak Give the heavens a nod and take a bow Then I rock the mic like God taught me how David slew Goliath with a sling and a stone Saints slew the Philistine with donkey jawbone And I have a picnic on the grave of King Solomon Where I grow only in this holy Armageddon I like the girl calling in sick for work now Acting like a burnout, the last will be first now The first to be turned out You better learn about the turnaround Or get murked out I got a murked out, laying trap food You know you got a bad crew if they're calling you dirt mouth to your face. I, I, the first time I listened to this, thought they said turd mouth. I <laughs> did too. I did too. That's a real bad crew. That is, oh, that crew hates your guts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go those hang guys, out with the guys. Those guys are not going, your friends. Wait, what are you talking about? They, they, they all got great nicknames for me. No. They call me, they call me dirt mouth and turd mouth. Is yeah, that bad? No, that, that is, that, those are not good names. Wait. Matt, Jenny, what's a, what's a turd? Oh, no. Mm. We'll tell you later. Oh, no. I don't yeah. have friends. My friends are bad friends. I... We were just... We were, we were out there getting murked out. Uh-huh. And then they, called me tur- they called me turd mouth. <laughs> That's yeah. bad. It's like... You know, just oh, no. just don't worry about it. I would I say. Ma- I, I now I gotta balls. tell you, old Bible Matt's ears perked right up. Oh baby. Oh yeah, Matt. This David song- slew Goliath with a sling and a stone. Samson slew the Philistines with jon- donkey jawbone. Oh, is wow. that true? Is yeah. that true, Matt? Is, is that check out? Yes, those are stories from the Bible. That with is- a donkey jawbone. Yes. What? Yeah. Where the hell did he get a donkey jawbone? <laughs> Jenny, in the past, you had to be resourceful. Oh, well, I'm glad I don't live then. <laughs> I'm completely unresourceful. I like, I like that. That's the detail, Jenny. That you're just like, wait a minute. Where so did he get I, that? I don't know. Was it just like you had to pick up something? What happened? <laughs> what happened, Matt? Well. Uh, with a donkey's jawbone, I have made donkeys of them. With a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Yep. 
the donkey. So they don't jawbone. really get into the logistics, right? No, there's some. <laughs> there's some. There is some great. Um, there's some great art of it, like. Basically, it looks like a donkey. A donkey's jawbone is like an axe because it's mm. kind of thin. It's like in a V, so mm. it just looks like an axe. So I see. Okay. I like I like Jenny that your your tone is very much like Samson said. What I know, Samson, that guy, <laughs> he likes to exaggerate. He killed how many Philistines? Hundreds. Yeah, let me tell you other things that Samson says. <laughs> Samson might not be being fully honest with you. Yeah, uh, I think, I, I, Jenny, are you the guy who's like, uh, Samson, I think it's time you cut your hair and get a real job. Wow, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I also Googled Samson kills Philistine's donkey jaw um, to see if I could get, oh yeah, there's some, Wow. These artistic interpretations, man. We've got some some high art, and uh, we got some uh, low art. And um, I gotta say, if you check out what's going on over at BibleCartoons.co.uk, mm. that guy's got to take. Let me tell you. Um, in most of these, the uh, the donkey's jawbone does resemble, yeah, an axe meets a boomerang. Is the look I see in a lot of these? Oh yeah. Ooh, apparently there's a YouTube link to a movie where it's a Samson kills a thousand Philistines. <laughs> I see. It looks like a very screamy man. Mm. Maybe I'll uh, check that out later. But I'll tell you something I did watch. What did you watch? The video for this fucking song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got these boys playing this song. They are in. A little place known as the desert. Yep. Heard of it? Heard of it. We got motocross. We got hotties dancing. Devil hotties. They went to Party City and got their finest sexy devil costume. And or maybe more like Lover's Lane, TBH. I think this might be more of a Lover's Lane situation. A little Frederick situation. Frederick. Mm, Definitely Frederick. Definitely Frederick. <laughs> yes, Frederick. Fred all day. Yeah. Uh, they're hot. They're dancing. Everybody's having a, a rip-roaring time. It's a true 2000s video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they trucked out a stripper pole to the middle of the desert to have this go on. Although it is one of those things where it shows this is a video that shows the power of the hottie because there is as you said jenny motocross fireballs mm-hmm. rocking riffs and these ladies in the devil's costumes just casually walking around holding hands steals all focus <laughs> it's literally like look at all this crazy shit going on whoa are those two girls gonna kiss <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Are those those girls those girls kissing? What, what's going on? It was the most like, and now you girls are gonna kiss, and they're yeah. like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And the thing is that they're well, I mean, they're two ladies from the adult industry. They got we should mention they got the same ladies. They got Ray- Raylene and Dasha from the album art to be in the video too. 
And I'm going to guess that all happened in one day. I don't one think day? they called him back. Like, <laughs> I think they had him for a finite number of hours and got a lot done in that time. And uh, yeah, and they were they were basically just like, hey, I mean, honestly, this was probably an easier, easier gig than maybe another one like their normal job. One could assume. Who knows? Who could Again, say? I'm watching Pam and Tommy, so I'm getting a real insider's look at the adult film industry. And well, what have you learned? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they just show. Just they just show very, a lot of fucking in the show. <laughs> very inside another yeah. person with anything. Yes. Yes. New meaning of insider. Uh, That's oh, for so sure. When you say inside, you're just talking about being up in them guts. That's all you're right. Talking about. Got it. I've learned right. that only a man with a small we would be a a butt stuff porn star. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just like taking it as truth. I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. That's that seems right. I don't know. As events happen, you're just like they wouldn't put it on TV if it was a lie, right? No, my dad's fiance. If she watches like a biopic, she's like, this is how it happened. And if my dad is like, I don't know if that's exactly how it happens, she gets pissed off. Oh, so, man. My favorite thing to do is watch anything like this through her eyes. <laughs> like, that's it. That's what happened. That's what happened. Um, yep. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. This video, um, honestly, you know, it's fine. There's some shots. So there's this DJ um, that they have. And there's some shots of this DJ at the end of this video. And Matt, when they cut to this DJ... His look on his face reminds me of if you've ever watched the um, the Thanksgiving Day Parade mm-hmm. and the marching bands are going down the down the road. And if you've ever been in a marching band, you get to be in the Thanksgiving Day Parade or be in any sort of parade. Someone will inevitably say, "Maybe we'll be on TV." You know, maybe that'll happen. And I remember when um, when I was in high school, we were in the Thanksgiving Day Parade one year, and we the band did end up on TV, and the cameraman was just sort of running down the band, like running around us, and would stop in and like put the camera in people's faces, and the thought that you have before you start marching is like, oh, I can't, I, that would be so awesome if that happened. But then when it does happen, the face you make is, dude, I'm fucking trying to be in a marching band right now. How <laughs> you get this camera out of my fucking face? Like, uh, I'll give you a quick look, but I am, I'm doing this. I'm busy. Yeah, like, I have to march and play this instrument at the same goddamn time. And I'm only in 10th grade. I don't know what to do. So when they do this shot near the end and the camera is just giving us shots of everybody in the band, they do these shots of the DJ and he looks one like he's too old to be in this band and two the look on his face is like i'm scratching here i'll give you a look but i am scratching i am a busy scratcher hello hi camera i'm scratching i am busy i can really not be bothered it was not the reaction i expected to see like it was like literally like i'm working here i don't know if you noticed yeah. i got doesn't, two doesn't, i got two turntables doesn't want to be there. I mean, you had to crate those turntables all the way out to the middle of the desert. Oh. Pantomime scratching on them. 
knowing full well that anyone who watches the video is only going to be paying attention to these two hotties slowly gyrating on a pole. And by the way, you better just be bringing broken turntables because all your shit's going to be broken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the sand situation and all those instruments. Yeah, like I I have read from like uh, people who have done Burning Man and stuff like that where they're just like, oh, yeah, that gear is unusable after I do Burning Man. Like, I've got to get I've got to get paid enough to, number one, cover all the gear I've got to rebuy and and make money on the deal. Because, like, I, he's like, I spent seven hours cleaning one thing. And there's still sand in it. Sand is a DJ's natural enemy. It's the enemy it of a DJ. That's that why I'm is. DJ two phones. Just give me two phones and an aux cable. <laughs> Yes. You know what? Yes, maybe yes. Th- maybe that's how we ended up with the name Dirt Mouth. Out in the middle of the desert. Mm. Pretty easy to get a mouthful of dirt. Or turds. Or turd. Um turds. there were just I just I did want to ask Matt before we go to the next one, just a couple other things in regards to the Bible. These are a couple other lines. He causes the grass to grow feed the cattle and the herb of for the service of man, woman, child. I'm praying on Psalms 104.14 and Leviticus 2.15. All right. You ain't really hip to you to that, you a stranger. Ghost ho- ghost town motel, your signs flashing vacant. And then he starts talking about Oedipus, which is a completely different situation. Yes. Mm. Matt, are you familiar with any of these? Psalms 104.14 and Leviticus 21.5. Leviticus 24.5? 21.5. Oh, 21.5. Well, let's see what that's about. All right. Here we go. King James, they shall not make baldness upon their head, neither shall they shave off the corner of their beard, nor make any cutting of their flesh. Oh, cool. So, uh, hey, I'm not going to cut my hair. I'm not going to go bald. <laughs> And the other one is like, uh, he causes the grass to grow f- for the cattle and herb for the service of man. You know what I mean? Listen, you don't need to Pup. tell me. You don't need to tell me. I know, Matt. I know, Dude, Matt. we're token. We may be early, but it's never, never too early to be 420. Matt, there's a term for this, and it's called a wake and bake. Oh, thank you. Wow. You're welcome, Lauren, you guys. thanks no. for letting us in the subculture, yeah. dude. <laughs> I just want to be, you guys, just a peek. Definitely just a peek. Wow. Culture insider <laughs> It's called Awaken Who? Awaken Bakes. And I what? ain't talking about cookies. Certainly oh, wow. not narcs. Not yeah, narcs. not narcs. All right. No, we no. have got more tracks to get through. Let's keep going. Up next, we've got Kareem. One beat, one rock. Burn the hayride, haul off the hammock, play like ostrich, the head wound bandage, bow drinks, back mad, made in the horse chap. 
apps, horseradish, applesauce, call off the battle guy. Nap time, got you jumping like mass high. Whack rhyme, villain, killing cakes and wine. Prime time, crime with an out of line mind. Me and my fit, drinking beer out the same stein. Einstein kid with a four year bid. Ticks in my clock, beats like dropping my sake. Eeny, I smoke beanies, meanie mo. The school bell rings and I finish my Cisco. Spending all your money on trues and votes. Little do you know, stock risk for hoes. No matter where I go, with a neon fall. Cold rock the house, can't even play guitar. Spending all your money on trues and votes. Little do you know, stock risk for hoes. No matter where I go, no matter who they are. People treat me like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Record. What? Matt. They treat him like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. What's difficult to understand? What's difficult to understand about that, Matt? They they go up to him and they say, "You remind me of famed basketball star and Legend. Veronica Mars staff writer Kareem Abdul Jabbar." Wow. This song gave me big. Um, Mom, I want to get Raekwon. We've got Raekwon at home vibes. Um, I could feel the influence and I respected it because if you were a young white male in the mid to late 90s who loved rap music, the influence of Return to the 36 Chambers and Only Built for Cuban Links is very heavy on you. And um, it is, it is, those are some defining records that mean a lot um this is uh i believe this is pre uh, this was probably made around the same time as supreme clientele but uh this rapping here did remind me of like what someone would might might hear something like that and go i can do that i can give that a shot and he certainly gives it a shot but i mean i mean i mean jenny um where, where where do you stand on the song kareem i don't like it okay. um it's just like this. I know that in some of the uh, reviews of this, it compares it to Len of Steal My Sunshine fame. Um, I definitely get that. There is this whole like kind of white person like ding 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 like LFO rappy whatever thing going on here. Gives me dynamite hack, although that's a bit of a different thing, but it's in the same I neighborhood. Gonna, I was going to ask about that because, like, I, it isn't dynamite hack, but it's adjacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Venn diagram, it's one of the circles. Right. It's just very, very much not for me now. Right. Would it have been for me then? I'm not so sure about 2000, but if it had been a bit earlier, mm. yes. There was a time that this would have been for me. And that time is gone. And uh, yeah, I just not into it. Not into it. It was interesting to um, to to read through the liner notes and the lyrics and and find things that I was just like, if that's if this is the storyline that they're creating, because this is another situation where, I mean, he's being braggadocious about his life as a person who's getting all the drugs, getting all the drinks, and getting all the ladies, and he 
creates a scenario in which him and a friend named Rudd are driving around in a Chrysler with not one, not two, but what is described as three Swedish sexies who are rolling around and they are shopping for these ladies. But apparently, these ladies are only wearing bras and nothing else. And then they decide, we're going to go to the bar. And the lyric is, three girls in bras as we pull to the bar, I throw them all tank tops. <laughs> and I said, that is a hilarious scenario. Like, all right, ladies, we got to go in here. And, and this is great, but here, put these tank tops on. Everybody get a tank top. And um, just the, the, the forethought that he's got a car full of tank tops for these ladies. Mm. Um, uh, I didn't think of it. That's for sure. Um, they rally around the family with tank tops for the broads. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Charles yeah, they ch- yeah. Oh, hi, well, buddy. Hey, Charles. <laughs> How's it going, bud? Uh, I was just listening to the program. Oh, I wish I could have gotten in on that. Seventh uh, grade was really in a sexual awakening time for me. Oh, well, I, I'm just going to trust you. I'm 15. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's not why I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's more of like a general. That's right. not appropriate. All right. Well, I'm this gonna... is not some licorice pizza shit going on here. All right. Well, if you need me to go, you know, you can always find me at the Rams Horn. I hey, we will. And look, buddy. Yeah. We can talk about anything except for anything that has to do with your downstairs. I get it. I understand it. I don't. Okay. I don't like to think about it either. Okay. No shame. It's not shameful. No, I'm Just... filled with. I'm riddled with it. Oh, buddy! I am. I am just. I am just um, enthralled with this concept of the film Licorice Pizza recast with Charles Mansion as Charles the male Manchin. lead, att- <laughs> attempting to woo this lady. Hey, hey, is your name Tammy? Why do you ask? Well, see you later. To know. Yeah. See you see later, it. Charles. But I can't remember. I'll have to go back and revisit. I, I cannot remember her. I cannot remember her. Broham. Good Lord. Taking us down. Ooh. I'm ready for that next one. Oh, Here yeah. We go. This one, Lauren could have written himself. It's called Is this Bong about hits. me? I probably. Let's listen. Bong hits. Injection. 
all this absorbed in the section I'm from. South Bay, Olay, PA, Blaze, Dank, another day, another eighth, greasy lid with the flakes. Clay's glance to my mama when she's asking what's the matter. I say, men become beasts to hide the frustration. When every trip I take is towards the final destination. When flesh and physical is no longer necessary. My last rhyme bound to be my obituary. No room for sanity, no sentimental sanctuary. All right, all right. Listen, you guys, last night I was at the Wiggle Room, and I'm hearing this, and I'm back there, baby. Just I'm back, back there. Back in that Wiggle back, Room. Back in the Wiggle Room, let me tell you, you know, I mean, I can't, This is. I came home, and I was like, there are shards of glass in my pants. That's what was going on at the Wiggle Room. Mm. Let me go to my notes for this song. The mornings are all melting in the bowl of my abyss. It's about getting high, baby. Because when you're getting high, you're saying things like these opening lyrics. The mornings are all melting in the bowl of my abyss while a baby's brain is burning from a politician's kiss and ravens peck your eyeballs while your friends are throwing rice. Anyone for bong hits, wouldn't that be nice? Hmm. I have a feeling. Right. I have a feeling, and this is based off of my experience, and also that I saw the film Training Day. That maybe this strain of weed may be laced with something else, because if you are seeing ravens pecking out eyeballs, I feel like that's not the tone that Snoop Dogg sets with his weed smoking. I don't look at it. He doesn't look at a guy who's like, I'm imagining. Faces being dismembered by birds. No. But if that's what you're seeing, I think there may be some what they call additives to the old sticky icky. You get wet? You get wet? Wow. You get wet? Um, I'm going to invoke my right not to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, if you want to do that yeah. at PCP with us later. You want to do that yeah. PCP? You want to do I'll that PCP? I'll let you know on the Matt. peeps. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. getting soaking wet over here. It's so funny cool. to think to think when I saw the film Training Day and Denzel Washington goes, you like to get wet? And even my 19-year-old self was like, oh, shit. That shit's laced. I don't know shit about shit, but even I knew I was like, that that's not good. If somebody says you like to get wet like that, that's it's it's, it's bad. I don't even news. know what wet means. I don't even I'm know like, what wet means. I was like I was like this isn't a this is not like getting in the pool. This is something else. Uh, Oscar winning performance, incredible performance. Training day, great training work. day. Yeah. All right, we got some more songs to go. Well, let's do it. I know it's insane. Up up next, we got Nah Mean. She had a boyfriend, I had a tape deck He's so poison and I had breakneck Speed on the microphone, the green light shone On the Capricorn, I left my palms on cone On sunset and next to you Our elbows touch and our shoes do too But to you it don't even mean a thing Still he's the handcuffs and I'm a diamond ring, now I mean 5, 10, 15, 20, now I mean 25, 30, 35, 50 fingers in the- Oh, 
boy. Matt, are you okay? No, Matt, are you okay? Not. About? No, I am we're all not. Those, we're, were all those numbers kind of throwing you off a little bit, buddy? Well, that was that we were trying to do a touch on new metal math, but the a only bit of new metal math, the only uh, score I was coming up with was a solid three out of ten. That's not a great oh. song, guys. That's a real MC nine hundred foot Jesus feel going on there, though. Um, the lyric is five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Now I mean twenty five, thirty, thirty five. Stick your fingers in the beehive. Forty, forty five. The honey's hella sweet. But you still feel the sting. Nah, I mean. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've got some. This is this this sounds like I'm just going to get in the booth and I'm just going to vibe and I'm just going to freestyle and you're going to get what you get. Um, and this is definitely what you get. Um, we get the line, single file in the stall. I'm pissing non-directional. That doesn't sound good. That sounds like somebody's going to have some wet pants. Um but I mean, the top of the song, it sounds like we're once again, once again, these guys presenting this, you know, we have this main chick song where once again, a main chick insinuates side chicks, but his approach to this woman is straight up almost gentlemanly. And once again, he's talking about here, our, uh, our, 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 our elbows touch and our shoes do too. That creates this imagery of like light flirtation. So yeah, so with all of this uh, attitude that is, uh, it feels very like, uh, like, like conceptually, we've got you know, hottie porn stars in the cover. You know, we're talking about all those things, but a lot of this has this sort of like, I'm just a young man trying to find love in the world angle, which is very weird to find tucked into these songs. I, once again, have to go back to Pam and Tommy here. Mm-hmm. I also am uh, listening to a hot little podcast about Tommy's autobiography, and he does fancy himself a gentleman as well. So perhaps there is more of a line to Methods of Mayhem there than, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just like a, a type of dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is definitely a type <laughs> of dude. This is definitely a type of dude. This is a type of dude. I don't know. I don't know any dudes like this. Like... Okay, I I believe you that this is a type of dude, but why? Right. What is this this type of dude? The world may never know. We don't know. Listen, listen. uh, Evolution and the way that that behaviors and people are created and and, and morph, it it just, you you can't account for anything. You know, an influence hits another influence, it creates... This thing that you would never, you would never imagine happening. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. it's it all goes back. Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. That was Jeff Goldblum, right? Or was that the old guy? Oh. I don't know. The most I'm important sure. thing about that movie was the dinosaurs. I just want to stress that enough. I feel like uh. that gets overlooked. It's the dinosaurs. Okay. Good job okay. getting everybody okay. to come okay, back buddy. for the new Jurassic. All right, I'm sorry, I'm off track. I'm off track. No, that's all right. yeah, okay. Hey, yeah. hey man, it's all <laughs> no about the dinos. For me. Hey, hey, I'm wearing look. a dino on my shirt today, so don't worry about it. Yeah, listen, I'm just saying, keep your eyes on the prize, and the prize is the dinosaurs. Not getting three old people to come back and gawk at them. I'm just saying. What we got there must time? be a dialogue happening somewhere in the depths of Twitter that I'm unaware of right now. Because right. I yeah. thought we were all in it for the dinosaurs. 
but we'll talk about Clearly, this offline. That's where our hearts lie. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Leave your thoughts in the comments anywhere you're seeing us. Let us know. Um, but in the, in the meantime, we got a few songs left here. So let's keep going. Up next, yeah. we've got Sangria. about this album for all of the um you know hottie action on the cover and everything like that and it does have a parental advisory on it there aren't a lot of f-bombs being thrown around like it's it's it seems kind of um tame in that way a little tame in that way yeah um and i i wrote i wrote in my notes for this song this sounds like sugar ray getting dropped down a staircase which is interesting since it is Sugar Ray's producer. But that was really the vibe I got from this one. And it, it uh, the lyrics sound like another drug trip. And I wrote down the lyric because uh, I related to it. Mean on the mic, cute in pajamas. <laughs> Story. Put, put, that on my, put that on my gravestone, Jenny. Update the epitaph. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Uh, quick cue. Um, how yeah. respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at 39 minutes and 42 seconds. Yeah, it's it's short one. Yeah, so you're kind of cruising to a zone where you could have listened to this album yourself twice mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's the Roach Coach promise. It's That's promise. right. It's a guarantee. Yeah. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we were keeping our promise of talking as yeah talking yeah, two times as long as an album absolutely we've got we got one left and then we got a secret track yes all right well the non-secret track is can't sleep it off Shorts to pull up, no shoes and no socks. Can't sleep at all. Try to crawl, packing up a knot. Another block, lock down with the border. I lie, you out. I cry all night. I hope the wild goodbye. Had enough, I can't 
Does he? Did so, he just say that he cries all night? Yeah, Matt. This is a song once again taking us to the end of this journey in which the guys in Broham are brushing the arms of the women that they are infatuated with, but they are with other men, and it breaks their heart. So they um, drown their sorrows in the drinky drink and the druggy drugs that then finds them sobbing at home at night. And Mm. I wrote in my notes that this chorus is hell. And I mean that both in an aural sense, but also in a descriptive sense of what they're going for. It does seem like you cannot sleep off that heartbreak. You cannot sleep off that rejection is very hard to deal with. And um, especially when you combine it with all of these chemicals, it's going to take you to a dark place. And um, I, I will say that the message of that, um, cogent, relevant, mm. um, musically, no thank you. Mm. That's that's how I feel. Fair enough. Was Jay, it? What did you? What, what it you was think? very new. It was. Yes, we don't. There isn't a ton of guitars on this album. No, no. I'm, I'm I'm shocked at the lack of guitars. Yeah, we start and end with it's like a little new sandwich, but in the middle, I don't think it's new in the middle. No, mm, it's just it's yeah, it's just kind of ra- yeah, just rapping. Yeah, so so that that does take you to the end, and then if you stream the album, it just says bonus track, and if you have the CD, it just plays another track. It's just not on the track listing. For whatever reason. Uh, what do we got, Jenny? Untitled. <laughs> oh, it's untitled? Bon- oh, bonus uh, track. I don't what is it titled it, for you? Urbano's Mantros? Yeah, oh. that's what that's what it's called for me. Yeah. Oh, well shit. That's on me. <laughs> I guess. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm shit in the bed. It's Urbano's <laughs> Mantros, aka in track. <laughs> Totally worth it. Totally. It was great. Urbano, you did it. Um, Once again, it was just like, hey, we're having a fun time making an album with my buddy, and we were messing around with drums, and we loved it. That is Lecoq Sportive by Broham. Wow, wow, wow. It is now the part of the show where we talk about... Cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. Jenny, I would love if we could start with you. I'm going to say nothing for the canon. No, no, no. I did not like this one bit. Um, Would have loved it if you'd caught me like 25 years ago. Uh, And you know what? This caught the world about 22 years ago. So I guess for the time it was probably fine. But listening to it in my my old age in this life i'm not out partying i'm not smoking weed all day like lauren just getting covered in glass shards all night long listen this is my life now this is the lifestyle i'm leading you know just i'm just out there just like just like i guess i'm covered in glass now this is this is my life look i just if i you know 
I if I'm to say whether this goes mm. in the canon or not, you're getting a strong no from me. I don't like this music. <laughs> I don't like this genre of dude, I don't think. And it's uh all around no for me. It's a, a 360 no. Uh Lauren, how about you? Um, you know, this is not a good album. Um, but I gotta admit that it was not a nightmare once sure. I got it home. Um it was it, it's so sort of you know ambling along because it isn't heavy really at all it doesn't have the aggression that like if this was if these same thoughts were presented to me in a very aggressive manner this really would have been a bad experience but because it's so casual in its ways and the fact that we keep getting these narratives that are you know this guy's like I mean this I mean lyrically in a weird way there isn't a huge remove from like something like early Jimmy World where he's talking about like I almost touched your hand type stuff you know like he's brushing arms he's barely making eye contact you know and and those moments stuck with me and I believe them more than the I'm driving around with three Swedish sexies and I got to throw them tank tops cuz they just got bras on you know like eh, okay but like when he's saying things like we're touching arms and we're touching feet and and I'm feeling things but I don't I don't know if it's there I'm like okay I, I believe that I but at the same time though I don't like any of the music mm. like so I'm like I respect the sentiment but I yeah I, I don't um I don't I don't like the music um so I yeah, I don't have anything for the canon um and uh you know I mean. Yeah, I don't have anything for it. Matt. Yeah, I didn't like it. I I don't think I'm going to be breaking new ground here. The problem that I had with it is it just... There's some things that are older that feel timeless, and then there's things that are older that feel dated immediately. Like, just dated. Like, this is of its time, and it really doesn't leave its time well. And that's where this falls. And it's the same problem that you can have with Dynamite Hack, where it's just like... Oh, yeah, remember when, like, white guys would do corny covers of hip-hop songs, corny hip-hop songs? You know, as somebody who has done that and done that Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, moderate success over here, personally, I can just say that it it doesn't hold up. So this this album stinks. Well, there you have it. No bro-ham in the new metal canon um shout out to the email that we received that really made the strong point that we had to do this album well now we have and you are welcome uh, i want to mention not uh, what one you other... were wanting i can only imagine <laughs> i do want to mention oh, please um, do this album and tell me it stinks <laughs> <laughs> you never know you never know um that uh, there was a link on the Wikipedia that um, this album title, Le Coq Sportif, was voted by Spin Magazine um, as the worst rap rock album title of all time. That's pretty great. They had t- 10 album titles. I will run them down very quickly for you from 1 to 10. Number 1, Le Coq Sportif. Number 2, Hooray for Boobies. 
Pretty by nice. the Bloodhound Gang. Number wow. three, Bloodhound Gang again, Dingleberry Haze EP. Uh, number four, Jammin' in Vicious Environments by Shooty Grooves. Number five, Pin the Tail on the Honky by Dislocated Styles. Number six, Foam is Dape, Little T and One Track Mike. Little T and One Track Mike. That was a moment. Number seven, Hidden Stash Volume 2, The Cream of the Crop by the Cottonmouth Kings. That title seems pretty benign to me. I mean, granted, all the where it would be a C is now a K, but I don't know. That one strikes me pretty benign. Number eight, Straight Out of Rehab by Brooks Buford. Um, this one should have been number one, Statutory Rap by Pimpadelic. <laughs> and uh, number 10, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Biscuit. Um, sorry, that's actually the best album title of all time. So I don't know what your problem is. Spin. And I, I believe that this does take us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find us online, you can find us at all your favorite social media sites Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those. You can send us an email at roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find me personally, you're going to need to go to the wiggle room. Um, and <laughs> until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. 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 Your eyeballs while your friends are throwing right. Anyone belong it. Wouldn't that be nice? You wonder why I act so cocky. I leave you knocking. Your politics is sloppy. The alcoholic get a call of rice. Your girl's acne comes from cocaine karate. She's cracky, bruised up, bad body.